Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Honey Podcast. I'm your host, Lemon Price, creator of Pricelessly Imperfect, a Girl Power Alliance Field Advisory Board member, and a dog rescuer. This podcast is for Christian women who want to step into their kingdom leadership with all the confidence in the world. Inside, we're going to be talking about ditching antiquated views of womanhood as it relates to the kingdom, how to grow a business with God at the forefront, and stewarding all the provisions and talents God has given us so we can grow the kingdom. So whether you're a woman looking to launch your business or you're a seasoned pro, there's something here for you. Let's dive into today's episode together, shall we? Y'all, welcome back to the Milk and Honey Show. I am so excited today because I'm bringing on my friend, Mary Morgan. And Mary, I feel like I could say a million wonderful things about her because I've done so many of Mary's trainings for years. Mary, actually, I think I have some of your workbooks in my desk drawer right now, which is really funny. So Mary is an online business and social media mentor. She will never forget this. She started her business like in really investing when she only had $100 to her name in 2018. And then she grew her business to 80,000, then 100,000 and 130,000 cash months over and over again, which is incredible. And I remember you said you started your business by doing, it was about 165 sales calls before you even closed a single client. And it was because you were doing all these old marketing tactics that you were taught in the corporate world, right? We've all been there, done that. And so um, I love this quote, when your work can only be experienced to be understood, how do you even sell that? And that was a revolutionary thought that changed her life completely. She created a new wave of marketing with a focus on you know, experience and identity marketing. And so now she works with entrepreneurs around the globe on things like femme communication, magnetic selling, you know, building a world-renowned brand. And she sells these multi-thousand dollar packages inside of her inbox. No back and forth conversations, no sales calls, no sales pages. And she's really simplified this process where a lot of time all it takes to close a 50K investment is sending a link. Guys, who could use that in their lives. So anyway, welcome, Mary. I'm so thankful to have you here. Well, thank you so much. And I'm honored to to be on your podcast and, and to share this conversation. I know there's going to be so much gold. There always is on every podcast um, that we record. And I love that you still have workbooks, which is amazing and, and all of that. So I don't know, you want to start with where do you want to go? I'll, I'll start this off with you and, and let's do this. Yeah, I would love to talk about just even this mindset behind I have a hundred dollars to my name and I'm still going to invest because I think yeah. especially in this economy, right, where eggs are like ten dollars for a dozen eggs, people are really scared to make this sort of investment in themselves, but you're like, I did it and it's paid off. So can mm. you talk to me about that? Yeah, for sure. And I feel like this was a huge piece that like cracked a big code for me that later consistently revisited in my business journey. And what I mean by that is often we'll have these like revolutionary moments in our business where when we look back, it's like it was a hidden key to everything that unlocked. And, you know, again, I, I truly feel that everything when I look back at timing has been like so perfect. Um, but in the moment, of course, it doesn't feel like that nearly at all. So I had a hundred dollars to my name and I remember I um, heard a woman speak about coaching. It was the very first time I heard about coaching. I didn't even know this world existed. And I was like, I want to do this like this. This is exactly it. I was in corporate 
um, branding and marketing and advertising. And I loved that world so much. I also taught um, art to students part-time. Like I always did so many different things. I was freelancing photography. Like I was just a creative soul who also loved, um, you know, teaching others and working with others. And that's when I realized that my work, my medicine, my gift truly is empowering other people and teaching them how to do these skills, not just me go me going and then doing the skill myself. So I heard about coaching and I had a hundred dollars to my name. It, it was kind of crazy. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put this on. It was a $6,000 investment to work with this person for, I think it was like six or eight weeks. And again, every move I made in business is always illogical. It, it's un uncomfortable, but it's not unsafe. And that's the biggest tip I share about investing is like, if something is going to put you at risk and it's like so unsafe, yeah, don't do it. (laughs) But if something is just uncomfortable and it's scary and it's wild, do it. So for me, I was in this place where I'm like, well, I could put it on my credit card. I could pick up shifts. Like I could figure it out. And this was a big, you know, when I talk about this code, I'm like, this is a big key that later came back because as you build your business, you get comfortable, things start to shift. It's always coming back to, you know, things that took place. Um, And I'll share more on this um, in a bit too, but So I probably split this on, I don't know, like five different credit cards. I think I asked um, family if I could borrow some money as well. Like I just knew I'm going to make this happen. If I need to move all the things in my life right now, I will. So that was a big piece for me when I see a lot of entrepreneurs that invest they go in one foot, but one foot's out the door. So it's like half in, half out. And like in the grand scheme of things, that'll never work out. It's like, you need to be all in no matter what. So I was in this place of like, okay, let's do this. Let's go. So I invested and then I had nothing really left at that point. Um, I went over the next six to eight weeks. I got on every, I did everything. I was like the best student. I went on every single call that they were leading. I listened to every single training. I implemented the training. I got on, you're right, 165 sales calls before closing a single client who then, it was my um, fiance's birthday. We were heading to medieval times. And as we're heading downtown, you know, it was beautiful. I was like, babe, this is amazing. You know, we're celebrating your birthday. I just had my first sale yesterday. This is so good. And as we head on to the subway, I I get a message on my phone that says, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, but I won't be able to make this commitment. I just looked at my finances and I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. So here I am now in tears on our way down to his birthday. I'm trying to hold myself together from bawling my eyes after spending the past couple weeks, um, if not months, getting on conversations, getting on calls, hearing no, no, no every single time. And it took me to my breaking point, quite honestly, where I'm like, should I just throw in the towel? But I didn't want to let myself down. I didn't want to let, you know, I had a family member who obviously invested a little bit in me as well. Like there was all this stuff. And I was just like, I I just felt a calling within me to keep going. And obviously I'm so glad that I did. But, you know, in the moment, it was so hard when everyone is telling you no to keep going. So anyways, I... Have a chat with my fiance who, thank God for him. I mean, he's so supportive. He's just 
incredible. Um, and he was like, it's okay. It's going to all work out in the end. This will make sense. And he said, in hindsight, you'll look back at this story and it'll mean something to you. You'll look back at this story. And he said, how do you want to lead yourself through this? Because what if this is a story that you then tell clients? What if this is a story you then share on podcasts? What if this is something that you share in the future? And I said, you're right. I'm going to keep going. So I saw another investment come up. I always knew from the beginning, I I need to invest in order to make this happen. Like I was never someone who was like, I'm going to figure this out on my own. Um, So I just had to find the money to keep making it happen. And of course, like I always did education. I always did free things. I always invested where I could, but here we go. I see another investment. I just spent five days. It was like a five-day free masterclass challenge that she was running. And I was like, oh man, like this, this is it. Instead of booking calls the way that I was running it, instead of doing like my old school strategy has always been like, I used to work in sales where we had computer paper. I don't know if you remember computer paper, but... (laughs) I would like pull up the computer. Yeah, no, pulling up the computer paper, calling every single number on there. And like, that was my sales process. So coming into the online world, I'm like, where do I find people? Like, how do I work with people? I've always had referrals. I've always had people who would come to me. And I always had a piece around like magnetism. Like people obviously booked the call, but they didn't close. When I look back now in the moment, I actually realize it's not the strategy, but it was who I was being in those conversations. Like when I look back, I can I can see I would say the same stuff I would if I got on a call now with someone. We don't do sales calls now, but if I did, I would say the same things. But my confidence is completely different. Who I am, my personal power, all of this, where I'll, I'll share a bit of like the leadership and the big changes that actually led from $100 to six, six figure cash months, like obviously significant personal power. Um, but when I look back, you know, I decided to make that $20,000 investment, but how I moved in that it was on a payment plan. And I said, this might work and this might not. Like, I didn't know that in my very first investment, I was like, this is my saving grace. This is the thing that's going to set me free. And it was like, I put this investment on such a pedestal that it couldn't not work because if it did, I would be torn apart. So with the second investment, it was really uh, a, a difference here. And this is how I now make decisions as well. It's intuition and it's discernment. It's intuition of this could work. Maybe it doesn't, I don't know, but I'm feeling like it will, but it's discernment of like, even if it doesn't, I'm okay. So that was one of the biggest pieces. Again, this held another significant Uh, key to me later on, because as I look back, I'm like, this is how I lead everything. Now I lead everything with my intuition and my discernment. Um, So in that moment, I'm like, yes, I'm in, let's do this. If it doesn't work though, discernment, I'm okay, but I feel like it will. And then within four days, I made (laughs) $20,000 from that investment. And I can tell you, it wasn't the investment itself, but it was who, who I was being, how I was making decisions at that point. Wow. That is so wild to think about. Like that, mm-hmm. is, that's so wild to think about. So I would love, I would love to hear like how it is that you show up differently than to be this woman who makes 20 K in four days. Yes. So 
Now it was a little bit, I would say it's a little bit about strategy at this point too. I changed my dynamics. I changed my strategy. Instead of just booking people randomly on sales calls, I started to actually show my work. So I said, come to this event, come experience the work that I do. Some, like some people I know they'll come on and they'll love it and they'll be fans of the brand and they'll listen to, I didn't have a podcast at the time, but they would listen to now we have a podcast. They can listen to the podcast. At that time we had like a weekly show. So I just wanted more people to be my world. So I think the shift around this too, honestly, was also just this experience of moving people away from it's for me to now it's for you and it's for us. So through these masterclasses, I began to show up, not from my nervous self on the back of a phone call, trying to get you to join my program. (laughs) Now, you know, I'm showing up from this place of, I want you to actually experience this, whether you work with me or not, I just want you to join my world. Like I want you to be a part of this. And I did that. And then really quickly, we had people who came into some joined private coaching. Um, I think that was the only offer actually I had at that time. And then I started a group program slowly after, but it was the, the mindset shift of, instead of thinking, what do I post? So people buy, what do I say? So that I make the right move. And you're like a nervous wreck on the other side of it. I really showed up from this place of how do I want you to experience this work? How do I just show up where, where you just see all of it? you know, whether you want to be a part of this or not. So it was really how I was showing up um, over the next coming weeks from there. Okay. I love that so much because I think as entrepreneurs and many of the business coaches that I know and the mentors I know, they gatekeep everything. Yeah. Like here's this tiny snippet of what I can do and they just gatekeep everything. And it's the customer service is not the same. Like I can tell, I guys, I can tell you from experience, like I have been a fan of Mary for years, her customer service, even if you are not a paying client is out of this world. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine, right? I'm like, well, thank like, you. Yeah. But like, I'm like, so I can only imagine when you are a paying client that it is that much better. And it's because I've been in your space. Like I literally have probably multiple iterations of that. Like, what is it like a five day challenge that you do or a three day challenge that you do? It's like, mm-hmm. wow, you I have like multiple iterations of that workbook because I'm like, it's always slightly different. And I love, I just love the way you show up. And it's yeah. so different from most of the people that I know. And I love what you said, like, how do I want people to experience me? Yeah. So in the beginning, I mean, it started with challenges. Now it's evolved. So we don't often do um live free events anymore. Sometimes we will, but now it's through everything. It's through our content. It's through how we show up. But, you know, I love that you said the experience, whether you're a paying client or you're paying millions of dollars to this person is the same. That's one of my highest standards and values. And that's even evolved even more more recently. I would say that, um, obviously we've grown our team and all of that significantly. So when I think about this piece, What I intend is that when people enter my world, whether they're paying or not, they have the same experience and whether they're paying or not, your version that you get of me is the same. So you're right. A lot of coaches do teach, you know, teach them the what, the why, not the how they pay you for the how, right? Like that's very common marketing lingo. I will say also, like we are entering a completely different era and seasonality in the entrepreneurial world. So I talked about this on a training I did about like the 2023 
market trends that are happening and then how that evolves into sales and marketing and people going viral, like just all of this. And what's so important to keep in mind is like people have been so burned in the past at this point. Um, people are so much more critical in how they buy now. Like they're just, their process is different. They've consumed a lot. So now it's really, um, you know, cause a lot of people would market with like the vanity numbers and the metrics, like, look at how much money I'm making. Look at my client results. Look at this, look at that. And then people would buy because of the confidence that they had, that they would also get those results. And then what started to happen is they would get into those programs or, or courses or things, not experience that and then feel stuck. And then now make decisions very differently. So because we're moving into this completely do, uh, different season, and again, this is like um, based on lots of things from the economic forum, from um, things that social media is pushing out on each platform, they're pushing out very specific things. Like it all leads into the same trend of quality versus quantity, intentionality, and being more mindful um, as well. So when I experience this, I see a lot of people who get frustrated when they send out links to people and then they don't buy. And then, you know, there's this weird connection with them. And I'm like, it's just like, as if someone's shopping in a store, like we are so sometimes attached to, are they going to buy? Are they not going to buy that it, that it feels off. And I feel like as consumers, we don't really know sometimes what feels off, but something just feels off. And often it's all the soft skills that have yet to be developed by many coaches. So a lot of coaches go into programs, they learn how to market, they learn how to sell, they learn how to maybe build a brand, often not, usually it's marketing and sales. And then you're on this hamster wheel of like trying to get people to buy your stuff and then they're not buying or they're buying and then people leave and then there's new people that come in and then there's this whole f- space of people aren't actually building businesses. And when we are building business, it's also building our soft skills. So, you know, I mentioned earlier, um, you know, the way I made decisions was different intuition and discernment. So like, that's a key piece. Like if I look back at those calls, like I said, I'm like, I say the exact same things now that I said in the very beginning, but my evolution and what's evolved the most has been my level of power. So I typically say there's a few levels of power. There's like, I have no power, meaning no matter what's going on in life, I always feel down. Like I always feel like I'm not receiving. I always feel stuck. I always feel whatever. Circumstantial power based on what's happening. I'll either feel good or bad. And of course we're human. So things will happen and we'll feel sad or mad or angry, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I mean is like, you know, when I have people who like my stuff, I feel validated and I create more content like that. When people buy my things, I feel good. When my numbers are down from last month, I feel sad. So circumstantial power. Most people, I would say like 95 to 99% of people, this is like my own stat. This is not like (laughs) any statistic online, but like when you engage with people, almost every person I engage with falls into circumstantial power. When I communicate with people who are in masterminds and um, are are building really successful companies and they're at eight and nine figures in their company, often they fall into the category of absolute, no matter what, like personal power, meaning if things are bad, things are good, I'm okay. So it's that discernment of I'm okay either ways. And they show up with this level of like detachment. So when we actually think about, you know, the entrepreneurial space, it's like, 
not a lot of people are taught this stuff and then they feel stuck because their stuff isn't working and then they change their content and it's just this whole mess. And then that, and then they're on this like hamster wheel of like up and down income. <laughs> oh yes. I definitely, I definitely can understand that. Right. I've, I feel like I've moved into this like detachment space necessarily, like the outcome is not my sole focus anymore. And like, I don't obsess about numbers, right? I used to. Yes. And the way I thought about it, and this is like, is so weird, but I, the way I got there is I used to wait tables and, you know, mm. at the end of every service, they ask you like, would you like coffee and dessert? It literally made zero difference to me, whether they said yes or no. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I wasn't attached to the outcome. I mean, sometimes I was attached to the outcome, right? Like maybe that day the manager's like, hey, whoever sells the most desserts, like I'll give you an extra hundred bucks. Great. And then I'm a little bit attached to the outcome, but not necessarily. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I'm like, if they don't make this purchase, it doesn't really make a difference to me. And I don't think a single girl at Ulta or Sephora cares if I choose not to buy a certain lipstick that she recommends probably doesn't oh, make sense to her. This is so good. Oh, I love that. And so I yeah. love it, like stepping into this place where you're like, I'm good either way, because I know the value that I bring to the table. Yes. Yes. And I'll say like, that's like the basics of it. And then what we go from there is like, how does that now evolve into the business? So for instance, I used to, I was doing sales calls. I would have people on and they were commission and bonuses for sales calls. So of course, just like what you're saying, if your manager says a hundred dollars for whoever gets the dessert, like you have more in it. So I actually moved completely away from that where Number one, we don't really do sales calls with 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 clients. They'll just work with us, um, and they'll have typically conversations in the inbox with my team um, or myself. And if my team did get on a call for whatever reason, they're not commissioned or bonused to get someone into our programs and work with us. If they were ever to be bonused by something like that, it would be for experience. Like people are saying that so and so has been amazing then they'll get a bonus. So I actually changed a lot of my actual company standards based on this. So instead of having people who are trying to fight for the sale and trying to manipulate in a conversation, now it's like we have people who are trying to be kind, trying to have phenomenal experiences, which guess what? That leads to sales. So it's things like this where we've changed the nature and a lot of people are waking up to this and starting to evolve their businesses. And those that evolve will obviously continue on and have successful businesses. Those that stay in the ego mindset, that stay in, I just need a sale by the end of the week, by Friday, it's not going to last long. And if it does, like you're going to be burnt out and you're going to hate it. <laughs> so it's like we build businesses because we desire freedom. We desire happiness. We desire these things. But that doesn't come from your business. So I think that's super important to keep in mind as well. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I was going to bring me to my next question because I think a lot of times people have this fear around like high ticket offers or doing well in their business because they're afraid they're going to be chained to their desk. And I know for uh. me personally, and call me crazy if this has been your experience too, but it's the clients that spend the least amount of money that take up more of my time than clients I've had who will send, you know, a close to a, like a five figure payment over to me and just be like, cool money sent. 
see you when the work is done sort of a thing. Is that, is that your experience too? It's like the higher the investment, the less that you sort of are working. Yes. And I think this is twofold. So, I mean, we have clients that pay 50 K upwards of six figures uh, to work with us. And what I'll notice is, you know, yeah, they're like, okay, I'm in, let's do this. But it's also the buying mentality. Like you just think of investments differently because you might buy a $300 thing and then you might buy a 50K thing, but you going into those two, although you're the same person. So like, can you say that you'll ask questions for one than the other? You know what I mean? It's like, you probably would though, because you're making those decisions differently. Someone who typically is buying high ticket is buying because of the brand is buying because of the connection is buying because of those things. Typically when we buy low ticket stuff, it's the marketing and the sales. So when I split up business into four main categories, it's like at the core of it, it's your brand. Then it's visibility slash advertising, which for us, like things like this, like podcast guesting, I love doing things more organically versus paid ads. I've tried it didn't love it. So I focus on organic um, and then marketing and then sales, which we have a back end and then a front end process there. So when we take a look at these four big pieces, when we're selling low ticket, we often focus more on the marketing and the sales of it. When we're focusing on selling things that are high ticket, we're more focused on brand and visibility. So you see me, you come to my page, you're like, I'm obsessed with this person and you'll message me, Hey, do you do, do you have private, you know, coaching spots open? And then we'll we'll chat and, and we'll go through that. Then you see something that I'm selling that's a low ticket thing. You might ask more questions, but again, it's literally because the thing that you're buying, it's a different decision. So I do find selling high ticket is easier in that sense of like, you just desire it, you move because typically you're more self-led in that investment with something low ticket. Even someone that has millions of dollars, like I think this is a big misconception is like the low ticket buyer versus high ticket buyer. It's like, yes, but we're all those things at different stages in our lives, as well as like different times of the day. Like I might buy something low ticket and actually ask 20 questions because I'm like, do I just want another thing on my desktop to collect virtual dust versus When I'm all in, I'm like, yeah, I'm in, send me the link for private mentorship, but literally just because it's a different decision that I'm making. Oh, I love that. That's the decision-making process. And how do you, how do you get there? I love this. I love this so much. Mm. And so, okay. Can you talk to me about like balancing your business with your life and actually being able to enjoy your life? Because I think a lot of people too are afraid. I'm going to be chained to my desk if I start this business. Yes. Yes. So I'll tell you, one of my mentors, she broke this down and she was like, there are three main ways or like archetypes in our business. She's like, there's the, the doer, the implementer, the badass. That's just like, okay, go, go, go. There's the boss and the leader. That's like the delegator, the decider, um, you know, the the conversation we had around, should I invest in this or this? Like that's the boss energy. And then there's like the babe, the goddess, the, I don't know what else to call it, but, but just the one who's just in like complete flow, creativity, playfulness. And when I think about this for a big portion of my life, I was very in implementing, doing, going like that kind of energy. And a lot of entrepreneurs 
start with this and you'll get to a certain place in your business with this, but you won't get far because you'll either burn out, drive yourself to the ground, or you'll recognize like, this is just not sustainable. So I need to make a pivot. And then you might start adding this like boss energy to you where you're like, okay, let me start deciding things. Let me focus more on delegation, et cetera. What I realized was I was focused so much in my life on the boss and the implementation where I didn't have the flow, the creativity, the playfulness, the love, the joy that. So I built my business to a million dollar run rate where we were hitting 80 to 90 K per month. And and, and I didn't love my life. I remember sitting across the table from my fiance, trying to keep a smile on my face at dinner, but thinking about all the things that I had to do. Like, what kind of life is that, right? It's like you built this for the freedom, the love, the joy, the connection, like all of that. And then here you are with none of that. So it, it got me to a place where I recognized that Firstly, all of those things we were born with and nothing has changed. Like you were born with the worthiness, the love, the connection, the things. And adding more will just make you more like when people say money buys happiness or money can't buy happiness. What I believe is like money will make you more of what you already are. So if you're already happy, full, loved, all the things, you feel that more. If you have none of it or very little of it, you just feel none of it or very little of it at a bigger scale. So I got to this place where I just realized I need to make a shift. So that's where I started adding more creativity, love, flow, connection, et cetera, in my life. So it just started with like five minutes a day that I would just read, journal, play, create, um, like literally just paint. And in the very beginning, this was actually super hard for me. Um, It almost felt like, why would I want to waste my time on this where I could be doing more productive things when really what I realized was it's actually, (laughs) this is actually the driving thing in my life. Because when I think about clients who are magnetized and they're just like, yes, I'm in, does that come because I'm posting on social media? No, because any everybody posts on social media. Does that come because I'm delegating things? No, because everyone's doing that. Does that come from my creativity and how I'm posting and how I'm leading and how I'm doing the thing? A million percent. So when I started to have all three of these in play, that's when I was like, I am obsessed with my life. And it was like, I'm just full and everything on top of this is an overflow versus A lot of people start their business with an empty cup waiting to be poured into from like, no, you cannot start your business like that. It's like, you are already like, I tell people don't work with me. If you need to work with me, like work with me because you want to, you desire to, it would be so fun, but not because like you need to, I'm your last saving grace. This is your last straw. So for me, I started to actually put a space in my office that was like a fuzzy little couch, a little pillow, like my Zen chill, relaxed area that I could plug into. And, um, and I would start my day and my day throughout the day, tap into that. It was like a lot of people look forward to the weekend. And I tried to create that feeling multiple times throughout the day. Okay. I remember someone asked, how often throughout the day do you intentionally feel happy? 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like intentionally, like you actually sit with yourself and you feel it. So really that's, that's been the biggest game changer for me. And and now when I help entrepreneurs with their business, I help them start with this because then they start and they love the journey and there's no transition. But I do have some clients who are in this like overwhelm, burnout, hustle, grind phase that we need to add more of this play, this creativity, et cetera, because a lot of my methodology is around client attraction by you just showing up. Like one of my clients, she's a parenting coach and she just literally posted on her stories. And then someone asked, how do you, like, how are your kids not bickering with each other? And she said, well, this is the work that I do. And they had a conversation and that was her first 8k pay in full And she was like, I'm a real believer now because she messaged me prior to this. And she was like, I don't think people will invest in um, parenting coaching, especially more than, you know, a a few thousand dollars. And they're not getting on a sales call. Like, no way that might work, Mary, in the money space, but, but not for me. And then she was like, okay, it actually works. But she didn't do a sales call. She didn't do a challenge. She didn't do anything. All she did was she was fully embodied in what she teaches. She was literally with her kids and her children showing up with, you know, they're interacting in a specific way where she teaches children and families like emotional intelligence and all of this. So I really feel like the biggest piece is like having more joy and love and laughter and connection throughout your day. And then you you have your hustle moments and then you have your boss moments. Like you have that, but it's not that you cut that stuff out. It's just that you add more love flow connection. Oh, I love it. I tell people I work with all the time. I don't want you to go out and sell necessarily. I want the transformation to be so magnetic that people can't help but reach out to you to want to work with you. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. Because then you're not selling and you don't have that used carsman, you know, car salesman feeling and you don't have this pressure and anxiety that you're talking about to close a deal or whatever it is, right? Like live authentically in the transformation and what it is that you're teaching and people will come. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I love this. Mary, I feel like we could talk for hours and I like, I don't want to take up your whole day with this, but what is one final piece of advice that you would leave for women who are, you know, starting their business or moving into more of this like leadership role? Mm. Yeah, there's so much I could say. I feel like the biggest piece would be like, trust yourself and trust God's timing for everything because everything actually is perfect. Like when I look back at all the moments where I'm like, why is this happening to me? Like, how did, how did it get, how did I get here? Like, why are things so bad right now? It's just like, when I actually look back at everything in my life, it's like, I couldn't have told a better story. It's like, I I actually met my fiance when we were in the fifth grade, we went through our lives and then reconnected in a way that just, it made no sense. When I look back at having a hundred dollars in my account and making that decision, like, why would I make that decision? So it's like, Trust your gut, trust your intuition and discernment. Again, coming back to that, if you feel called to move, move, and then obviously have that discernment of of timing and all the things, but but move. Um, So I'd say the greatest piece has been not overthinking and just moving and moving and moving. I love that so much. It's radical obedience, right? Like when you feel the pull, go and do. Um, yes. That'll, that'll take care of the rest. So I love this so much. Mary, where can everybody go and connect with you? 
Yeah. So we just started our podcast, the Mary Morgan show. So fun. So I'll, I'll send you the link to that. So you can link it um, in the show notes. We're also on Instagram and TikTok at marymorgan.biz and Mary Morgan coaching on TikTok. So if you want to share on stories, I would love for you to tag me. Um, and yeah, just share your biggest takeaways. I love it. Mary, thank you so much for being here. And y'all seriously, I will link to everything Mary in, in the show notes because like I said, I've been a fan of her brand for years. I think she's absolutely incredible. So thank you so much for being here, Mary. Thank you. It's been so fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Milk and Honey Show. I hope this episode has helped you feel more confident in the calling God has for you so you can lean into your purpose and impact. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to help more Christian women entrepreneurs just like you. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at the Lemon Price. I'll see you next week.